Welcome to the Conscious Business Leader Show. I'm Anna Choi, founder and CEO of Conscious Business Coaching, helping high achieving business leaders prevent burnout to grow in flow. Our firm empowers the next generation of global leaders who will cause a tipping point in elevating humanity's consciousness. Join us for the end of the show, where we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing business inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Ready? Let's go. So right now we have Michael Laps of Yogurt Digital with us. How are you doing, Michael? I'm excellent. Very happy to be here. And we are happy to have you. So tell us why Yogurt Digital? What is it? Uh, so Yoga Digital was founded six and a half years ago uh, by myself and my two business partners. Um, it's a digital marketing agency. Uh, the, the easiest way to explain it is uh, we kind of have three core pillars um, and we specialize in kind of organic traffic, in paid traffic and in experience design. Um, so basically looking at not just how do we drive more traffic to a website, but how do we turn that traffic into either qualified leads or if you're an e-commerce, direct revenue. Okay, perfect. So what have been the biggest challenges in that journey to get to where you are today with your business and for yourself as well? Uh, plenty of challenges. Uh, probably depends on which, which year you're asking. <laughs> um, uh, this year has probably been the, the most challenging just you know, with the pandemic and all the rest of it. I think... Um, you know, in, in March, April, when everyone went into lockdown here in Australia, most of our clients put all of their marketing on pause. No one knew what was going to happen, what it meant for their business, what the future looked like, whether they would have jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, we, all of a sudden, you know, the media was saying everyone's going to be in lockdown for 12 months. So we didn't know what that meant for us having an office or a team or how that whole thing was going to run, what clients going to come back. Um, you know, you, you kind of start thinking, all the worst for your business, will it even be around? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, kind of over the course of the next couple of months, we, we had to make a couple of really hard choices. Um, we let our office go. Um, okay. we, we, had a, we had a choice to make between keeping a big fancy and unfortunately expensive office mm-hmm. um, or whether we wanted to keep the whole team together. So we decided to let the office go and that allowed us to make sure that we didn't have to let a single person go. Um, uh, and then now like, I think so many businesses have realized that digital marketing is actually the way for them, not just to survive, but flourish right. mm-hmm. during a pandemic. And so it's not even so much that clients have come back online, but a lot of new clients have come in. And so that's been really awesome. But I can tell you that that three or four months was just about as challenging as the three or four months as we've had um, as a business. I think if I look earlier on in the piece, when we first started the agency, mm-hmm. no one knew who we were. Right. Um, even though all three of us had, you know, 10 plus years in the industry, it doesn't count for very much if you're a brand new business because mm-hmm. everyone knows you're developing your processes, your brand, your services. You have to build. Uh, you're, you, don't ha- you don't have a track record of success. Um, and so trying to convince that first client to sign with us was, uh, was, was, a real, uh, was a real challenge. But once we did and we got the ball rolling, it's been, uh, it's been pretty great since then. Great. And I want to go off of that point that you mentioned. Basically, you decided to pick, you know, your people over a place as far as the office. Does that kind of tie into what being a conscious business leader means to you? Uh, absolutely. I think the, every business is different. I think if you're running an agency, much more than a lot of other businesses, mm-hmm. you are made up of your people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's a lot of agencies that offer similar services, but essentially people always work with people they like. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have a really great team, um, that is really what separates you as an agency in many ways, because how good your service is, is completely dependent on the people that you have working under your roof. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're very proud of, of the people that we've brought into this agency uh, since its inception. We are, we think we have, you know, the best team we've ever had. Um, and like, you know, we, and also the biggest team we've ever had. Um, and so for us to, to have to lose a single person would have been really devastating. Um, and it's, I think it's also an understanding that it's not just, uh, you know, letting someone from the business go. It's someone who has a life and a family and friends mm-hmm. and financial commitments and their own goals, um, personal and professional. And letting someone go is is going to have a, a huge effect on their life. Right. And, you know, we we felt enormous pressure to protect every single person who works at yoga because every single person that works at yoga, we consider family. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that, part of being a, a conscious business leader is looking after your people. Mm-hmm. Um, because as I said, an agency people is everything. And I would say that there's a strong argument to be made that in any business people is everything. Yeah. And without those people, you're a ship with no crew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you think then your employees were kind of had an extra motivation and probably appreciation knowing that, you know, that was your main priority is to keep the people. And like you said, recognize the fact that if they were to lose a job, that's not just affecting them. It's affecting, you know, their household and other things as well. Do you think your employees kind of got extra motivation from that? Just knowing that how much you cared as a boss? Um, you'll probably have to ask them that question, <laughs> but uh, uh, we did get a lot of uh, messages from people saying that they appreciated how we had handled yeah, this situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they felt like, you know, we had really, looked after them mm-hmm. um but it's important to remember that like it's not over yet and that it's you can't mm-hmm. just look after someone during that three or four month period and then forget about right. them once things are good again um mm-hmm. and so it's it's the continued understanding and you know the continued help even after the fact and once things have returned to normal um you know we did a uh, we did a survey of our team uh about like four or five weeks ago Mm-hmm. Um, we did like a culture survey because after we let the office go for six months, we didn't have an office. Um, and so we asked questions like, you know, how is the agency doing? Can you give our, our, our culture a score? Um, can, you know, how would you improve the culture? How would you make the agency better? Um, a whole bunch of questions that was kind yeah. of giving them a, an a opportunity anonymously if they wanted to really tell us where we're doing really well and where we're maybe needing mm-hmm. to do better. Um, and it was interesting. The feedback that came back was pretty much unanimous, which is we miss people. We miss being in an office, but we mm-hmm. still really want to keep flexible working arrangements. Um, so, you know, as a business, it's just understanding that the goalposts are kind of always moving. Mm-hmm. They they're never set in one place. And so you kind of have to keep being agile just because we did really well in March, April, May, um, doesn't necessarily mean that we're doing well in October, November, right. December. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, what do we do now to kind of keep showing the team that they are our priority? Absolutely. And so where do you then do you see, what is your vision for your brand moving forward? Of course, as a side of employees, like you said, they kind of want the flexible hours, but still be around people and then even serving your customers. I mean, like I said, they're realizing how important digital marketing is. So where do you see 
yogurt going in the future? Yeah, so I think one of the things that we realized is that actually flexible working arrangements are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that there's no replacement for doing um, there's no replacement for doing uh, brainstorming and strategy sessions and that type of thing. I think doing that in person is still absolutely critical. Um, just having people vibing in a room is a very different energy to doing it over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time. I think people understand what is best for them in terms of their work environment. And it's very difficult to dictate that to someone. And if they feel that they're going to produce some of their best work at home, um, but still want to see the team two days a week, Mm -hmm. that's okay. Um, So for us, we've already moved to that flexible working arrangement. So we've, we've moved into uh, a co-working space uh, called WeWork, which I think you guys is huge in the U S as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And we've kind of, we're doing a hot desking arrangement. So people can kind of come in, work on the days that they want to be with the team. Um, There's a roster that changes every single week. People can select the days that they want to be there. Um, And we found that that, that's kind of been in place for around two weeks, three weeks. And we found that that's been working quite well. Um, And, you know, people have been giving really good feedback that they really missed people, seeing people in the office and like, you know, they're kind of seeing their friends and hanging out again. Um, But in the future, uh, I think it's, it's difficult to say, just if I think if someone would have asked me, what does the future look like in January? I probably yes. wouldn't have laid out what this year looked like. Uh, so, yeah. So I feel like making predictions now feels bold, mm-hmm. um, but I, I definitely think that with digital marketing being such a core focus for a lot of businesses, mm-hmm. uh, I think that there's a really cool opportunity for us to, to talk about, you know, not just the services that we offer, but, you know, why focusing on different parts of the funnel is so important and, you know, helping businesses grow, particularly businesses who maybe have been um, really stuck in their ways for a very long time, who haven't been open to digital transformation, who are now looking at that, you know, there's, there's a real opportunity to help people through really difficult times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's something that we really, we're really passionate about and it's why we started the agency in the first place. So, I think it's going to be a bit of more of the same in terms of like the, the helping aspect. But yeah, I also think that we definitely have to change tact as a business in terms of what our next couple of years looks like um, in terms of like agency structure and like our actual values and purpose. Perfect. And like I said, there's just so much uncertainty and especially in an industry like yours. And so with energy management, just for yourself, you know, how do you just remain calm and just try to stay focused? You know, how do you, how do you manage your energy with this? Uh, Just so much uncertainty moving, not even just years and months, you know? Uh, I would say poorly for a while. (laughs) Um, Me too. Understood. Yes. Uh, There's no, no textbook on how to prepare your business for a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't really exist. Um, and I think it's, it's the natural human state to, uh, when something of this magnitude happens, you can't help but think about what the worst case scenario looks like. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing that we reminded ourselves of is that, yes, we have a responsibility to our team and to our clients to you know, prepare for the worst and assume that the worst will happen. And like, what are we going to do in those instances right. so that we're kind of ready to go and we can mm-hmm. move quickly, but to also not be blindsided, um, was, was really important for us. Um, and to, to have like a realistic take on where things are. The hard part is that when you're thinking 
when you're kind of planning for bad outcomes, how do you maintain a positive mindset Mm -hmm. and like still translate and communicate to the team? Here's what we're working on. Um, You know, it was, we kind of tried to portray the, everything's going to be cool. We're working through it. Here's the Mm -hmm. decisions that we're making. But I watched, uh, I was part of a, Simon Sinek did um, uh, like a virtual conference here in in Australia uh, over the last two weeks. And one of the things that he said was like the, you know, the importance of vulnerability as a business leader during really hard times and to kind of tell your team and be okay with telling your team, actually, I'm having a really hard time with this. Mm. Um, I think uh, because everyone was in lockdown in their own homes, the team didn't really see a lot of what happened behind the scenes and the stress. And, you know, I was very lucky to have a partner who was very supportive um, while going through her own stuff. Um, and I think that was really good in terms of energy management for, for both of us to kind of bounce off each other and yeah. have someone to kind of point out the positives. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that was probably the most important thing for me is to actually like consistently take stock mm-hmm. and find the positives in every single day. Um, and even if I found one, like one good thing, I was like, I was just yeah. classifying that as a win. And Hold that on was a to good it. Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and sometimes that's all you need, mm-hmm. right? You just need one good thing every day to be like, cool, this is, this is my thing for the day. I'm really grateful for that. And then tomorrow's another day and I'll find something else. Or maybe it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt that that was like just getting a little bit of fresh air mm-hmm. and finding something positive was like, Honestly, it, it was amazing how, how much of an impact something so small can have. Yeah, I definitely think it was a time that made us appreciate just the little things in life. Yeah. Absolutely. And like you said, it's that balance where it's, of course, you want to seem like that headstrong, I got this boss, but at the same time, it's creating that vulnerability, like you said, within the company, like, I don't know. And I, there's a lot yeah. going on. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think it's, we're all human. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think sometimes as a business owner, the expectation of you is that you have the answers to everything and you know the direction right. that you're going and like that, you know, you can handle it all. But we are still humans, all of us. And that means we're going to make mistakes and we're going to have panic and anxiety and like stress. And sometimes we're not going to know the answers because, again, how do you prepare for something that you would have never have expected to see coming? Like, you know, I'm not. I'm not a, an expert in viruses and pandemics. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but you know, we, we kind of you just do the best the job that you possibly can and, and hope that that's good enough. Absolutely. And so I have a, per- a personal question as far as where did the name yogurt come from? Why is that the name? I think a lot of the listeners are going to have the same question. Yeah, the uh, the one that everyone always guesses in terms of our name is is it because you guys have great culture? Um, and it's it's kind of like it's close, but it's not quite it. Um, okay. The the reason that we called it yogurt um, for anyone that's ever made it, uh, you can't make yogurt without yogurt cultures, mm-hmm. right? That is the the ingredient that basically ties everything together. Um, and so we see ourselves very similarly in terms of our relationship with our clients, where they have a lot of the ingredients that they need to be really successful in terms of digital marketing, but we're oftentimes the the secret ingredient that pulls everything together and, and makes it a really delicious product. We love um, that so <laughs> Yeah. So that's uh that's that's kind of why we we called it yoga. That's that's the brand story. That's great. I mean it's an attractive name. You know, people are gonna be curious just to know. So if that gets a little hit on the website, that's fine. 
<laughs> yeah, and we, we did actually have to put it on the website eventually. It is mm. it was our most visited blog post, and I think still is like to this day. People wanting to know why we called ourselves yeah. yoga, but I mean we we used to build a brand. We wanted we wanted people to be like, oh yeah, I know the guys from yoga. These are the services they are. Something memorable. We know that they're really awesome at what they do. Um, yeah, exactly. And I don't know, we, we kind of did our own user testing when we started the business with like logos and brand names and everything. And people were like, I can't really explain why, but some, for some reason, the name yogurt actually kind of makes me happy. Like it has really It makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like lactose intolerant. So it's not like even like, it was like super ironic. <laughs> yeah. Super ironic when we first uh, gave the name, but you know, should have called it like uh Froyo or like something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or something like that. Like, yeah. That is great. So where is the best place to go to if, if listeners want to get more information about you or about the business? Uh, so if you want to learn more about uh, the business or about me, uh, you can go to yogadigital.com.au. Um, depending on where in the world you are, it's worth mm-hmm. pointing out that yoga in Australia is spelled with an H. So it'd be uh, Y-O-G-H-U-R-T digital.com.au. And you can learn much more about us and our clients and some case studies and the type of work that we do. Perfect. Well, thank you, Michael, so much. Michael Laps, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Gabby. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Business Leader Podcast. If you're a conscious business leader or entrepreneur who would like to be on the program, please visit com slash apply. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. And if you do that, tag us with the hashtag ConsciousBusinessLeader. Now, can you also hook us up now to your podcast player and just give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. Your feedback helps us better empower that next generation of global leaders to cause a tipping point in elevating humanity's consciousness through being a loving presence. While you're at it, hit the subscribe button. You know why? Because each week you're going to be inspired and energized 15 minutes a day. My name is Anna Choi. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at AnnaSunChoi.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Conscious Business Leader Movement.